Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's going to be all right. How are we doing? I am Dr. Howard, your host on Total Transformation Radio, WWDB 860 AM, every Monday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. with my wonderful co-host and wife, First Lady Vanessa. I just want to tell you briefly about our mission. Our mission is to impact the world with the transformational power of the gospel through real talk, biblical teaching, testimonials, discipleship, practical living, and life coaching. Our motto is transforming, overcoming, and impacting the world with the gospel. We are so excited to be here with you today, this week's segment. Faith leaders in the midst of a new COVID-19 world. Did you just hear what I said? Faith leaders in the midst of a new COVID-19 world. And our scripture today is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, and it goes like this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal the land. Amen. And First Lady um, Vanessa Howard, my co-host, she will be doing the introduction of our special guest today. And I just wanted to um, give them a shout out, call their name today. Amen. We have two Wonderful special guests and one wonderful special guest who's done our Preacher's Corner and will be doing our Preacher's Corner today and has been a guest with us in the past as well. Reverend Dr. Mark Kelly Tyler, the pastor of Mother Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Philadelphia, PA. 
Amen. And God bless you, Dr. Tyler. So good that you are here with us today. Reverend Brian McAllister, the pastor of Heard AME Church in Roselle, New Jersey. Amen. Amen. And we also have Lady Leah Artis, Warrior Wives and Women in Wait Ministries. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. And First Lady, before we start with the bios and the presentation of our guests, I would like for um, Lady Artis to open us up in prayer. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time to join together and to hear more about what you've done to be able to bring us through this time of COVID-19. Father, I pray that each and every person that's listening can take something and apply it to their lives so that they can bring glory and honor to your name. Thank we thank you, you for keeping us from all hurt, harm, and danger, for keeping our families safe and from keeping us, keeping us healthy and strong, God, that we may do the things that you've assigned us to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And God bless you all. And at this time, we'll have First Lady Vanessa Howard read the bio. Um, amen for the Reverend Dr. Mark Kelly Tyler, followed by the Reverend Brian McAllister's bio. Amen. Amen. Reverend Dr. Mark Kelly Tyler is a native of Oakland, California. And he is the third child of Bill and Elroy Tyler. In 1987, he accepted God's call to preach the liberating gospel of Jesus Christ. He is an ordained itinerant elder in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. He is a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, received his BA in religion, Payne Theological Seminary, Masters of Divinity, and the University of Dayton, Ph.D. Educational Leadership. Since 1994, Dr. Tyler has been in full-time ministry in the AME Church. He has been blessed to serve as pastor of congregations from one coast to the other, Oakley Chapel, Tibets, Missouri, Quinn Chapel, Jefferson City, Missouri, Allen Chapel, San Francisco, California, Prince Chapel by the Sea, La Jola, Oyola, California, Bethel, Oxford, Ohio, Bethel, Westchester, PA, and Macedonia, Camden, New Jersey. Dr. Tyler currently serves as the 52nd pastor of Mother Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Philadelphia. Mother Bethel, the first congregation founded by Bishop Richard Allen, has been a spiritual, social, and community force since the late 1700s. Mother Bethel also has the honor of serving as the final resting place of church founder Bishop Allen, Sarah Allen, and Bishop Morris Brown. It is an international destination for AME pilgrims and tourists alike. Dr. Tyler is a documentary filmmaker. He has worked on and produced several projects, including Bishop Richard Allen, Apostle of Freedom, the documentary, The Anvil, Echoes from the General Conference, The Anvil, The Spirit of African Methodism, and The Anvil, Preaching on the Front Line. He has been consulted as an on-air expert on numerous other documentaries, including Dr. Henry Louis, Skip Gates, PBS documentary, The African 
Americans many rivers to cross, multiple episodes of Sam Katz, Philadelphia, The Great Experiment, The Scroll, Evidence of the Life Unseen, Volume 2. Amen. Amen. And before we read uh, Reverend Brian McAllister's, um, Dr. Tyler, can you just give us a shout out real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank you, uh, Dr. Howard, and to the First Lady uh, and to everyone else. Just happy to be here this afternoon and looking forward to the conversation. Amen. 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 Reverend Brian McAllister's. Reverend Brian McAllister is a passion for liberation theology, social activism, and social justice. As the director of Black Church Affairs for Salvation and Social Justice, McAllister is positioned to mobilize the faith community to assist in lifting oppressed communities across the state of New Jersey. A believer of health as a fundamental right, Reverend McAllister has worked to organize congregations around the issue of health care and the Affordable Care Act, believing that one of the most critical ways to reaching the black community is through the black church. Reverend McAllister believes that liberation and justice can be achieved by enlisting faith leaders and congregants to address oppressive systems within their communities and beyond. Reverend McAllister is currently the pastor of Heard AME Church in Roselle, New Jersey. He is a product of Norfolk State University and holds a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice. He also earned a Master's of Divinity from Payne Theological Seminary in Wilberforce, Ohio, where he focused on the black church's response to injustice and oppression. Amen. Amen. And Reverend um, Brian McAllister, can you give us just a shout out real quick? Yes, thank you, Dr. Howard, First Lady Howard, also to uh, Dr. Mark Tyler, and I'm glad to be here today, and I'm looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have. Amen. Amen, amen. And there is one more special guest here with us in studio, and that is Lady Lady Leia Artis. She was with us a few weeks ago, amen. So, But I want her to just give you a 30-second on who she is, what she does, and where she's going with the Lord. Amen. God bless you. And again, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Um, my name is Lady Victory, and I am the founder of Warrior Wives and Women in Wait, which is an online ministry that started in 2019 amidst some of my own marital struggles. Um, the Lord just had me get up and begin to minister to women who were going through um, struggles in their marriage, who were um, waiting to be married and, and just to share some of my experiences to be a blessing to their lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And God bless you. Well, I'm going to throw up the first question today. Amen. And the first question is this dealing with faith leaders in the midst, in the midst of this new COVID-19 world. My, 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 and I'll speak from the place of that I just received my COVID vaccine first shot yesterday, me and first lady. And boy, I felt like I just played two games back to back of football. So to God be the glory for the great things that he is doing and that he has done. But my first question will be uh, thrown to Reverend Dr. Mark Kelly Tyler. How has God preserved you and your congregation in the midst of this new COVID-19 world? 
Uh, well, listen, first of all, glad to know that you all received your vaccination. Um, we received ours in Philadelphia over a month ago mm-hmm. as uh, an effort to, I mean, you know, technically there were people who were, I think, older than us who probably should have gone. But, you know, a lot of the folk in our community were resisting taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like we often have to do, clergy have to model for people that it's, it's okay. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Amen. And so they enlisted a number of us to take the shot publicly, to share it out on social media, and to, you know, personally encourage our members to do the same thing. So in a lot of ways, I mean, I just have to say that while things have changed, this is just what we do, right? I mean, the founding of the AME Church, we're all AME, well, I'm not sure about um, uh, our other guests, but, you know, the majority of us are, you know, coming out of the AME experience and our foundational um, as I re- remind our members, Mother Bethel, our foundational moment happened before we even had a building, right? There were two things. One is the walk out of St. George's out of segregated pews, mm-hmm. refusing to be second-class citizens. But before the blacksmith shop was erected, after Richard Allen bought the land in 1791, before the building is dedicated in 1794, there was an epidemic called yellow fever. Mm-hmm. And... So the church had to respond without a building, without a building. They were nurses. They were uh, drivers of the hearse. They were burying the dead, tending to the sick, and they did what they had to do. And so in a lot of ways, I think we have found a way to reclaim that. And I can't speak for other congregations. I know that this has hit all of us differently, but for us, we're certainly coming out of this in a much stronger position more unified as a congregation, more together in a lot of ways, and even financially uh, in a much better position than if you would have asked me last year where we'd be financially this year, I would have said, I'm hoping that we're not too far behind, but I could have never imagined that we'd be so far ahead. So we've been tremendously blessed. We've had a lot of hardship, a lot of loss of life, and that's been difficult, but there's also been so much good that I'd love to explore some of that today. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tyler, for sharing that. Amen. And now we're going to toss the ball to Reverend um, Brian McAllister. Amen. The pastor of Heard AME Church in Roselle, New Jersey. Um, I'd like to say, um, to answer your question, I think uh, I'm in a unique position uh, because I changed churches in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. And so um, it placed not only me in a unique place, but also the church itself with a leadership change um, at a time when we are not gathered in the building. So um, I'm still meeting uh, members, you know, the people that recognize me on the street. Uh, I may not know who they are, but they know who I am because they've been tuning in uh, virtually. And so when you talk about, when you speak to God, um, basically, for lack of better words, uh, keeping you together during this time, I think to just be transparent and be honest, a, a lot of times I, I didn't have the answers. You know, a lot of times, I, like I say, I was leading in the dark, and in some ways I'm still in that place. Mm. But God, in spite of not being able to see and in spite of not having the answers, God worked and moved in spite of me. And so even as us coming out of, you know, for AME people, um, coming out of a annual conference where, 
you're reappointed um, to actually see the people. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Uh, be excited to see me along with my wife return. Um, it speaks to God holding us together. Um, when we didn't know what was right, didn't know left from right, but just kind of taking a chance and walking with faith, I think that it shows that God kept us together. And we hit the target even sometimes when it appeared that uh, we had our eyes closed, really, because we couldn't really see things. Amen. So I think that that is how God has um, held us together. Um, God has blessed us. We've been able to get most of the congregation vaccinated. Like, there's been opportunities popping up, you know, all around us. And so the vast majority of the congregation is 60, 70, 80 years old. Like, and all of those individuals within that age category, most of them that want the vaccine have been able to get the vaccine. And so I think that, you know, we're looking forward to brighter days as we press through the rest of this year. Amen. Amen. Can, can I say something? Yes, uh, Dr. Doctor. Howard? Yes, Thanks. absolutely. So, so Reverend McAllister, first of all, I yes. appreciate that because I, I have really been, you know, wondering how people who have had to move, and I know a lot of persons in multiple mm. denominations who who've taken new assignments mm-hmm. right before or doing. So, I, I just want to say a part of I think what has benefited us is that I've been at Mother Bethel now. I'm in my thirteenth year, mm-hmm. and so yeah. for, if you've got a long relationship. And, you know, these deep established roots in the place, it is it was certainly a different year than people who didn't have the benefit of it. And so I just think that's an important nuance to bring out um, as we reflect on what's happened. Amen. Mm, Amen. And I I commend um, both of you um, on the work that you're doing in the community with your church um, churches. And the reality is I thank God for the opportunities to partner with the healthcare communities. And we were able to, at St. John Amy Church in Wayne, as I'm the pastor there, we were able to connect with Mainline Health and get our folks that wanted vaccination um, vaccinated, but also the community at large. And it's been a major, major blessing. So we give God praise for the church and for the community and the organizations that we partner with. Amen. Amen. Anybody have anything else they'd like to share or comment or question before we jump into part uh, question two? I'm just grateful for everyone's transparency. You know, this whole COVID-19 thing, thing has definitely allowed us to walk into unprecedented times. This is nothing that we've experienced before. And so sometimes you are walking by, you have to walk with by faith and not by sight and, and standing on the promises of God and know that he is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. You know, he is the same today and forevermore. And so holding on to God's unchanging hand is, is the most <laughs> that we can do and, and praying for direction as, you know, we lead our congregation um, to the word of the Lord and, and allowing them to have hope, not in us, but in the God that we serve. Amen. Thank you, First Lady, for that comment there. 
And I will throw out the second question here. How has God used the pandemic to transform your life personally? And we'll start with Dr. Tyler and then Reverend um, McAllister and then Lady Leia Artis. Well, um, you know, I was yesterday as I was, uh, um, look, you know, dealing with the text and preaching, one of the things that I mentioned is that um, that a lot of people have discovered things about themselves through the pandemic that they didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's a good thing. Right. Um, and so what I've witnessed in other people has been true in myself as well. So you've seen introverts, for example, um, who never say a word in a church service, but on virtual church, man, they're like, they're the biggest amen corner, right? I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but it's like, you know, dude, I've known you 12 years. You've never said one word is still on your feet and we can't get you to stop online. I love it, but it's just, you know, I'm just kind of shocked by it. Right. right. And so, um, and so for me, I mean, you know, I, as much as it may seem like I'm an extrovert because I'm always around people and have a big, you know, friend circle and network and what have you. Um, you know, I enjoyed times to myself. I ride yes. a motorcycle, as you all know, and I've gone cross country twice solo. And, yeah. you know, I mean, mm. people have wanted to go with me, but I'm like, no, I'm all right. Cause I just want to do this. You know, I want to, I mean, I kind of thought some other reasons until after COVID, but it's, you know, it has shown me some things about myself that, that made the transition for me a lot easier than I've seen some other struggle. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I don't think one is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It just really is about kind of who we are and our own preferences. And so um, I have enjoyed not having the pressure of driving in every day to the church office Mm -hmm. uh, because there is a serious commute between our place and not having to rush our children up at like six in the morning to get Mm -hmm. to school at almost 8 30 yeah um and so it is it's really brought the level of stress down uh in a lot of different ways um and so but i will say that the downside has been that i love my you know i'm very close to my family in oakland everybody is there uh, for the most part and the last time we saw each other aren't we all flew there for a wedding right before the shutdown i mean days before the shutdown and um so to not have seen my, this is the longest that I've gone without seeing my mother, who's 89, 88, 89 this year. Uh, my siblings, um, that part of my family has been really rough. So I can't wait to actually, when everyone gets their vaccines out there, to you know, to see one another. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tyler, for sharing your heart. Reverend McAllister. He's still there. All right, let's jump. All right, I'm here. I have myself muted. Amen. Right. That's all right. Um, when I was first uh, appointed to Heard AME Church, uh, somebody gave me this advice. They said, you know, um, learn the people, love the people, and listen to the people. And so that uh, in the middle of the pandemic, the advice that they they given me, it was a it was a little difficult to to apply that in the current situation, being that we weren't in the building. And the main thing that I, I would say that I had to get back to is listening to God. Mm. Like prior to that, I know that um, it sounds cliche, you're supposed to do it. But um, even though I haven't been passing in that long, 
um, in the building, sometimes I had a habit of, you know, you kind of start getting on autopilot. Mm. And you're used to yeah. things happening in a certain way. You kind of know when things are going to happen. You see the people. I know how they're going to respond. Okay, I feel like I need to do this. Mm. Well, with all of that being taken away, I had to get back to listening to God and yeah. really being led by God before I make my decisions. I think that also helped me with um, just dealing with the world and dealing with life, you know, to echo Dr. Mark Tyler, as he talked about not being able to see family. I have a grandmother in North Carolina that mm. uh, turned 100 in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I got married um, um, in the middle of the pandemic, August 8th, My Lord, last congratulations year. Congratulations again. You know, um, immediate family only. We had planned a big uh, mm. wedding uh, celebration, but that couldn't take place because of the pandemic. And so just it's talking about transformation. I think mm. just learning to appreciate the small things, you know, when everything is going how it normally should go and everybody's moving and running in different directions. I think you kind of focus on things that I now realize aren't really as important as I thought they were. And so this pandemic has really pushed me to a place Mm. where um i really appreciate life and amen. um i'm not taking things for granted and so that's mm -hmm. how i would answer that question amen thank you reverend for that McAllister. that was um excellent and just you know a lot of us have learned a lot of things about ourselves during this last year plus in the midst of the pandemic um we learned a lot of things regarding our own personal relationships with God, our relationships with our spouse, our boo, or whoever, whoever. But the reality is we learned that, you know, a lot of the things that we were doing were just filling space. And that communion you talked about, um, Reverend McAllister, that communion with God, I know for me personally, the Lord has been waking me up at 430 in the morning over the last several weeks with no alarm clock. And for me, that's something um, because the reality is I stay up late and I get up early. Um, but to God be the glory for that. But that communion with God, that secret place time is critical in this uh, dispensation, but also in the midst of this COVID-19 world this new world that we're facing amen thank you and god bless you uh lady leia artist so for me and like all of you i just want to echo some of the things that were said but it's so important um that we think about what is having an impact rather than what we just do on a daily basis just to fill space and time and so it really made me consider um, the way that we were going about ministry how we could meet our members um, in a way that we couldn't do in person and still make an impact in their lives and so for me not only am I in ministry but I'm in education and so I've had to kind of learn how to rewrite policies and restructure all of the things that we do at our child care center to make sure that the children are safe and that they still could learn. Um, and so we were able to kind of put together a virtual curriculum, which I don't know of any that had been done um, with younger children from the ages of two to five. And so mm. 
it was really exciting to see the impact that we were having on them. And so because of some of the things that we were doing um, online with our children, then we kind of got noticed um, by Temple University. And I was asked to be a part of the advisory board for North Broad um, Physical Therapy Clinic. And so now I've been able to work alongside with them and just making sure that some of the seniors are getting the physical therapy that they need during this time. And they just reopened because of the vaccines. They were able to reopen and have on-site visits. So, But I'm learning so much about myself in leadership that I didn't know that I was capable of doing. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of have always been um, pushing my husband forward. And so I learned a lot about what I was called to do during this time. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And First Lady, I'm going to throw this um, curveball to you right now. How has God used um, the pandemic to transform your life? And should I say our life? Amen. Well, I wanted to um, acknowledge everyone, you know, to say thank you for sharing your heart. Um, And just, you know, that self-reflection that everyone talked about is so real. Um, We allowed us, we were able to look at ourselves in the mirror and just say, God, what is it that you really called me to? Getting rid of some of the stuff that we were doing that wasn't causing major impact in our lives. We definitely had less stress, um, more peace, and it definitely stretched us out of the normal capacity in which we function in. And I know for me, um, learning the whole technology thing um, was transformative and, and trying to cause you know, impact and connect with our congregation was another thing because we're not able to see one another every Sunday. You know, were we able, I guess that was my question initially, are we still able to be consistent um, and impact the lives of the people that we're, we're over through through Zoom and, and those things? And so that was something that, um, that changed our lives and the fact that we were also, we are, um, the Lord had challenged me to um, work together with you in ministry um, where we do our services, you know, via Facebook um, every Sunday. You know, I had to any up my, my word knowledge and, and it allowed us to work together. Um, usually, I guess in the past, I was on the keys, right? And you were doing most of the, most of the A- preaching. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But now we both are doing the teaching. So that, that was a blessing. Um, for me, considering that I'm going through ministry as well. Amen, First Lady, and thank you for that. You did say something there that I will speak to is less stress and more peace. I'm trying to figure out who she's talking about (laughs) and what scenario that is. I know that I've had uh, much stress and and much peace. I mean, we're blessed. Um, God (laughs) continues to keep us in the shalom of God in spite of all that we have to manage and do as a family in ministry together and as a community pastor um, to God be the glory for that. I thank God that I have a partner in crime that walks with me and prays for me and tells me when I need to be praying and when I'm out of order. So I thank God for her and all of that. Um, We're going to jump in. Actually, you know what? Right now, I just want to take a few minutes for us just to dialogue. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm-hmm. Any comments, any concern, discussion right now? You know, and if there are listeners out there who are encouraged right now by this, you can call in right now um, and one of us will pray for you. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to call in. um, Amen. With us at WWDB 860 AM radio. Amen. And I have my number here, but it's missing me, eluding me somewhere. 888. Three two nine three three zero six. Call us, and I'm telling you, we do have uh, one of our sponsors again. Thirty main restaurant and catering. I am looking at a fifty dollar gift certificate right in front of me, and the first caller in will receive that. So give us a call again eight 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 three two nine three three zero six. Let's talk. Anything that you heard that stuck out to you? So let me just say this. This is uh, uh, Reverend Tyler. I want to just say that one of the things that I kind of touched on early, but that I think is worth talking about is Mm -hmm. how clergy are dealing with the issue of death and dying and Mm -hmm. grieving. So, I mean, you know, we've, we've had so many funerals this year and then so many people who have lost people. So this is, I've been pastoring now, since 1994, preaching since 1987. So that's a long time. And I cannot remember a single calendar year where I've experienced in the congregation I've served this many deaths. I mean, yesterday alone, just kind of, you know, offering prayers for people who have lost people and members, there were a total of six people. Um, Mm. And and so COVID, first of all, is not finished yet. Mm. And then all the other things related to COVID, uh, that typically are associated with, you know, um, people dying. The inability to to visit people um, when when someone passes. So I've only been to a house or two. Um, in one case, we went, and it was kind of against my better judgment, and we were masked, and um, but some of the family they were not, and a family member had COVID. Uh, this is during the year, and then most of the folk there that night receive COVID as well. And so these kind of concerns and fears are absolutely real. And so it's like, so we don't even know what the right thing to do to to Reverend McAllister's point earlier. I mean, in this case, what do you do? Do you show up? Do you not show up? Uh, We have not opened our physical building for funerals because our building is not, we don't have the kind of HVAC system that will accommodate it. Our church building, 
was built in 1889. There's no air conditioning in the sanctuary. There's nothing to return the air out. So we're not going to even take the risk. Uh, so most funerals have been graveside. They've been in funeral homes. They've been in other places. But I have to tell you, the, it has just pained me not being able to hold the hand of your member, not being able to hug, you know, your members yeah. as they've lost mm. their spouses who were close to you as well, their children, their parents. And I don't know. I, I think at a certain point that's going to probably take a toll on a lot of us. Right now we're in the yeah. logistics phase of just moving, helping people move to the next thing. But that is really one that has just been with me since March of last year. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tyler, for sharing that. And, you know, I want to speak to that as well. One of my other hats is hospice chaplain for the Tri-County area. And I'll tell you, um, not only am I visiting uh, many terminally ill patients and their families and ministering to them over this pandemic and before, but the one thing is we've been able to do a few graveside uh, funerals, um, which has been very difficult um, for the families and, you know, limited number of folks, as you mentioned, and really not being able to really take the time to really grieve the loss. Mm -hmm. You know, many of you know that I spoke of early in the beginning of the pandemic, I lost my grandmother to COVID. COVID was the final nail in the coffin. Um, she was um, at Stapley Manor um, in Philadelphia for some time. Her health was failing and um, COVID was the knockout blow. But to tell you about the grieving process, um, we all grieve differently. We can see the same exact thing, but grieve it completely differently. Our emotions are all over the map. And, you know, many of us, we, we deal with the, you know, the grief cycle, dealing with anger and, and denial and bargaining and, and, and all of depression and then finally a, a acceptance. I mean, and that's just a framework um, because you may hit one before the other and vice versa, um, but that's Kubler-Ross's uh, framework for grief and dealing with the grief cycle. Um, but thank you, Dr. Tyler, for bringing that um, up for us and our listeners. Anybody else have any comments or words to share at this point? Because I want to go into a break. We're going to take a break here, and we are going to play some music all right, from First Lady Vanessa Howard. Stay with us, listeners. Stay with us, guests. And we will be back shortly here on Total Transformation Radio. WWDB 860 AM. Transforming, overcoming, and impacting the world with the gospel. Come on and stand to your feet.
It's going to be all right. We're back again. Total Transformation Radio, WWDB 860 AM. And we are excited to pick up from where we left off. We know that our listeners are being encouraged and inspired by our special guests that we have with us today. I want to continue the discussion about grief and loss in the midst of this you know, COVID-19, this new world that we're dealing with. Um, anybody have anything they'd like to comment? I wanted to say, you know, in reference to what uh, Dr. Mark Kelly Tyler was uh, referencing about the grieving process and, and not being able to attend to his congregation the way that he normally used to, and then just feeling that guilt a little bit because, you know, you want to be there for your congregation, but then you have to think about, you know, you're, you're yourself, you know, am I putting myself in harm's way and how am I able to minister um, to everyone um, from from a uh, from a real a real place, you know, without feeling that um, you're putting yourself in harm's way pretty much. And it's a very real thing. Um, and then the other perspective of that, though, is like, how do you speak hope into your congregation where they're not losing hope? And they still know that God is still in control. And so one of the scriptures that that I am standing on is 1 Peter 5.10 that says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And so we were talking about transformation. How has How have we been transformed, you know, a lot of us ran to the Lord looking for answers as faith leaders were running to the Lord, you know, and asking for answers. But we know that his promises are still true that in, after all of this is done through our suffering, mm. that he is going to restore us. And that's his confirmation. He will strengthen us and he will establish us. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to speak to this subject matter? Uh, I'll say, um, to echo what was um, already said, um, I'll say when I when I first arrived at um, at the church I'm assigned to now, uh, the oldest member of the church passed away. I would say, and I hadn't been there 14 days yet, mm. and she and she passed away. And um, being new, and also it being in the middle of the pandemic, uh, dealing with uh, family members that were hurting, extended family members mm. that were hurting, and individuals that wanted to do the funeral in the church, and we weren't open. Uh, we weren't open at that time. We're still not open, and so we're not doing funerals inside of the building. Um, dealing with so many emotions and family members being upset yeah. and having to stand in that position without um, even being there three weeks. And so uh, that that was a challenge. But I, I would say that in the midst of all that, I would say that um, at the at the actual funeral and I ended up doing the eulogy after only meeting this person one time. I met him one time a week later, they passed away. And then the next week I had to do the eulogy. I would say that in a weird way. Um, God used that opportunity um, to speak to individuals that weren't members of the church 
mm. uh, but were present during that time and within that space, I developed relationships with a lot of the family members that are still strong to this day because of everything that transpired when I first arrived. And so uh, I would say initially arriving, there was a lot of pain. Um, I'm going to be honest, going back to my earlier statement, uh, I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know who was who, mm. getting phone calls from every direction, mm. people upset that they couldn't have the funeral in the church, people angry, dealing oh. with all of those emotions. But at the end, when it was all said and done, I think that um, God shined a light in the midst of a dark situation. Praise and um, there was actually a lot of people in that space that um, that are even looking forward to coming to the actual church building when it's safe. Amen. And so um, I just wanted to lift uh, that up you know, a situation that looked dark at the beginning, mm. but um, God was able to bring healing in a, um, in a situation when I didn't even know, I, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the person that died. I didn't know the family members. My Lord, yet, my Lord. You know, God, God made a way at the end. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Amen. And I was just going to add that, you know, when we're speaking about death, we also have to speak about mental health. And I think that is an issue that has come to the forefront as well with people being closed in their homes, many people with limited mobility, um, even younger people I've had to minister to that have just have not been able to really learn or get used to this way of life of things being different and them being alone. Um, so that's been a challenge for me. I don't know about anybody else, but that's something that we've had to deal with and we've had to enlist the help of special specialists. And I think there comes a point when we have to say as leaders, I don't know how to handle this and I need help. And so that's, oh, that's good. That's good. As, as leaders saying, you know, asking for help. Uh, Most of the time we are the help, meaning everyone comes to us pulling on us for various things. But the reality is we need help. It's hard for, it's hard for me to ask for help. I know that, Um, for a fact but thank god over the years i've learned to ask for help and know that it's okay but in dealing with that mental health issue um that uh lady leah artist spoke to um you know as as men of god as women of god we have to take care of self it's called Mm self-care and the reality is in this pandemic we've had to do that more now than ever I mean, I'm soaking my feet. I mean, I hate to get too deep with it, but I'm soaking my feet. I'm, I'm doing those things, going to the gym early in the morning, rising for prayer early in the morning. Some of those things that maybe I didn't do or, or should have done and didn't do, you know, to relax and just to really take care of self. And during the, this pandemic, when you're in the house, you're like, well, why do I need to get my hair cut? Why do I need to take care of myself? But the reality is we still need to self-care and we need to spend a lot of time because our mental health is dependent upon that mm-hmm. and as well. Amen. You know, one thing that. The well, Lord, you know, we, oh, so, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. No, I was just please. saying that the Lord began to speak to me about self-care being a um a, a matter of stewardship. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so, right. Yeah. You know, just taking care of what he's given us so that we can give to others. Amen. 
Yeah, well, and, you know, just to add to that, uh, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, that's the whole body, your body is a temple, your mind, spirit, and all the rest of it. That, you know, back in the day when we used to take flights, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were reminded that, you know, if you're a parent traveling with a child or someone who's not able to take care of themselves, in the case of an emergency, the oxygen mask dropped Mm. down. As tempting as it is to take care of the person that you're with first, you're no good to them Mm. if you're incapacitated. So take care of yourself first, and then you you take care of them. And so, I mean, it is really important in these moments that that we're that we're mentally in good shape. And listen, you you know there there will be moments if you haven't had it yet where you will break down. Mm-hmm. But find a good clergy person, friend, um, you know, yes. somebody in pastoral care or counseling, somebody that you can reach out to, and do that privately. And um, because the folk need you in this moment, so find those moments in those places. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tyler, for that uh, wisdom and those nuggets. Thank you, Lady Leia, as well. Thank you, Reverend Brian McAllister and First Lady Vanessa. I'm going to throw this question out here um, and give your best hit at it in in 30 seconds or less. Where is Christ in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis? Dr. Tyler? Oh, well, I mean, I just instantly saw that um, flash in my mind, that old um, footprints in the sand story mm, that, yes. that most 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 Christian folk are familiar with, you yes. know, where it's two sets of footprints, yours and Jesus, until there's only one set. And, you know, you're, the person is like, I can't believe you left me at my most trying times. And the Lord says, no, I was actually carrying you. Those are my footprints. Yes. And, you know, and I and I really believe that right now that, you know, that in the center of this, that, you know, the Lord is here. I mean, I think in this, in the world that we live in today, let's be clear, Americans, especially, we become so spoiled that we don't think these things should happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is ha- this is the third time that there's been an outbreak like this. Mm-hmm. There was SARS, there was MERS, mm-hmm. but it happened primarily in Asian countries and we mm-hmm. just ignored it. But, but this is, this happens all the time to other people. And so we've not been guaranteed that we will have a life free of struggle, free of these kind of episodes and mm. incidents. But what we are guaranteed is that we don't have to go through it by ourselves. And I'm convinced that we are not alone in this moment. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tyler. Amen. Anybody else? I heard. Yes, this is, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I heard T.D. Jake said something that really stood out to me uh, many months ago. And he said, um, you know, some people question, you know, if God is using this pandemic to get our attention. He can't answer that, but what he does know is that God is working through us and he's doing something mighty in the in the in this pandemic. You know, a lot of us are reflecting on our own lives. There's some who are who are really running to the Lord, you know, and, and asking and seeking um, for direction. Um, families, um, you know, a lot of us have, have focused more of more mm-hmm. of ourselves to towards our family and uniting being you know functioning in unity with our children and making sure we're asking them questions and stuff so God is definitely working in the midst of of uh this pandemic and it's a beautiful thing to see amen anybody else where is Christ in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis I think that uh Christ is right in the middle mm-hmm. I think that yeah Whenever you 
whenever you, um, whenever there's a need, there's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so whenever there's pain, whenever there's discomfort, whatever, whenever there's a need, there's an opportunity for God to show up and to make a way. And I think that prior to the pandemic, people already had problems and issues that they were dealing with. The pandemic has a way of magnifying mm-hmm. what you're already yeah. going through. Yeah. But I think that whenever there's a need, like you see people coming to churches in droves, looking for food, looking for clothes, yeah. looking for hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like whenever there's a need, there's an opportunity for for God to use us to respond to the need. Yeah. And so I think that the greater the need, the greater the op- the greater um, the opportunity for us to be used by God and for people to actually see the hand of God in their lives. And so I know it looks bad. But I think the church, God is using the church at this time if we're available Amen. to be used to actually be the church during mm-hmm. this time. So I'd say that Christ is right in the middle of all of this. Amen. Amen. Thank you um, for sharing that as well, Reverend McAllister. Anybody else? It's an opportunity for all that we've learned over the years to be put to work. Yeah. You know, we say we believe this, we say we trust God and we have to walk it out now. This is where faith becomes action. Amen. So mm. that we can please the Father. And so I, I'm excited about those opportunities just as Pastor said before. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and um and I let me just add on to that that you know this is also a chance for us to remember what's most important, right? I mean mm-hmm. So we we have uh, become obsessed with buildings and facilities. Yes. Um, the, the vast majority of our of our board meetings are talking about you know either how to preserve the building, how to get more building, or how to sell some building. Mm. And um, very little mm. of our meetings tend to focus on the people, right? Yeah. We do all of this Evangelism. stuff on the with the Amen. building My in the Lord. name of the people. My but Lord. in this year, stripped away of a building, it has really been a focus on people. My and every, it seems like all of our meetings have been driven about how do we care for folk in this moment? Yes. How do we make sure the sick yes. and shut in are not left out on the digital pr- platform? Mm. How do we make sure people get communion? Thank and that's Jesus. where the, I yeah. hope that we don't lose that part when we get back to Amen. being obsessed with, you know, the brick and mortar, which is important, mm-hmm. but it's never more important than the people. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Um, and amen. And we're getting close to our closing moment. Amen. And, you know, the Lord has placed this on my heart, um, really, um, about a week or so ago. And, you know, he said that you guys are encouraging people all over the place. And he said, you know what, Dr. Howard, he said, you must give an invitation to Christian discipleship without question. Uh, So today for all of our listeners out there, um, we we're we're opening the doors of the uh, radio church, if you will, to be in relationship with Jesus, the one that changed my life, the one that saved me, the one that changed me, the one that redeemed me and saved me from death. That one that I'm talking about, Jesus, the Christ. So if you don't know him for the pardoning of your sins, I ask you to do these three things today those who are listening right now, that you, number one, repent of the sins and things that you've done that were not pleasing to God. Two, confess that Jesus is Lord of your life. And three, believe 
that he was raised from the dead on the third day. And the Bible that I read says that you shall be saved and you will join the family and the angels are rejoicing in heaven. So if it's, if that is you today, if you're lost, if you don't know where to turn, look up, repent, confess, and believe in the living God, Christ Jesus, who saved me and changed me forever. We thank God today for his grace and his mercy. We thank God for saving uh, the lost and seeking those who uh, are outside of the fold. So, Father God, we thank you in the precious name of Jesus for this day. We thank you for our special guests, oh God, who are here with us. And God, we thank you even now for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're about to do. We thank you, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 And as we move into our preacher's corner, amen, we close with that and then with the song. Amen. Preacher's corner, which will be heard, you will hear by Lady Leah Artist, our preacher's corner guest today. Hi, I'm Lady Victory, and I bring you greetings from the Warrior Wives and Women in Wait Online Ministry. This is the Preacher's Corner. In the face of the pandemic, I had to trust God and pivot for purpose as I transitioned from worship within the four walls to worship online. I'm here to remind you that no matter what we face, no matter what our circumstance, God is with us. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 reads, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. The occasion was the dedication of the temple that David had desired to build for God, but that Solomon was the one to build. Solomon prayed to God for blessing and favor on his people and on this holy dwelling place. God responded to Solomon with these words and others, reiterating his promises of blessings according to the covenant made previously with their fathers. God had plans to bless them from the very beginning. And he even had contingencies in place for their lapses in obedience. Here, God was providing for their eventual return, assuming that the human heart is prone to wander and cannot help but to be led astray. He makes a promise that when we do stray, if we will only repent in truth, God will always hear and forgive us. God loves to forgive the true hearted repentant. He will always forgive one who is truly sorry and sincere in their repentance. He knows our weaknesses. And while he calls us to perfection, he has sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from all our sins and to bring us into peace with him. It is in that peace where we find ourselves today in the midst of a global pandemic making the changes that we need to make in order to maintain the things that God has charged us to do. Has it been easy? Absolutely not. But I just believe God has been with us and he'll continue to be with us. It is our job to continue to spread the gospel, to offer salvation to all we come in contact with, and to trust God, to cry out to him,
in understanding that he is able and willing to heal our land. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.